Agute Vach, Shavua Tov. Yeah. Today, tonight's sponsor is. He's asking for another minute. Hold on. All right. Tonight's sponsor, Agute Vach, everybody, is an appreciation for Ellie and his whole dedicated team and the constant drive to improve from Naftali Richel. Shkoyach. And Le'ilui Nishmas, Yeshua's grandfather was Nifter on Friday. Let me get his name here for a second. Uh, there's a 200 Baruch Dynamises. Shimon Ben Baruch Zev. Shama should have an Aliyah. And uh, Rabbi Rishel says like this, I wanted to thank you and your esteemed crew for the constant drive to improve the learning experience. This week, the addition of the daf on the screen made it easier to read and keep my posture straight instead of leaning over and shifting up for a diagram, etc. God willing, you should be saying daf to 500 or more in the near future. Amen. Thank you. And Baruch HaVatzlach is referring to the 75-inch screen that Mordechai Seltzer over there on top, he is uh, able to follow the, the shear through Merkava. That's 75. Oh, that's 60, only, sorry, 65. That one is 75. I apologize. I hope that's your only aura for this night's year. <laughs> Listen, he's, he's holding everywhere. In the Gashmis, in the Ruchnis, everything. Menachem unbelievable. Okay. Um, I also want to thank, look, I just opened this up now. I got this on Shabbos. It was sitting on top. I was worried that somebody's going to take it. From Yisrael Goldstein. I just opened it up. For those of you just, as Agdama, Shlemy Klein sent, well, it started like this. I said that we just ran out of Cafe Bustella. It's a coffee that my wife and I drink. So I immediately switched off. I went to some Nestle stuff. It's not bad, so that I could save the final half a container for my wife. Mati heard about this, and he grabbed, he had one container like that. He, he, he told me he doesn't like it, his wife doesn't like it. He gave it to me. It was only missing a couple of spoonfuls, and it was great. And then we had Harry Shalom send us from America in the mail through Corona. It came back to him, went back $200 later of shipping. A whole box of coffee came. Then, how many bottles? No, one was missing because the meches decided to look for diamonds and drugs, and they emptied it out and threw it in the garbage. They gave me the empty bottle. They were very nice. They gave me the empty bottle. And I forgot how many were left. Six, whatever. Six, seven, five. Shlemy Klein just sent last week a whole box of six. Well, it took him weeks to get her, of course. Back, forth. Meches. Yeshua went to the Meches, fought with them, the whole thing. And in addition to the regular bottles of coffee, he also gave us this, uh, what is it called? Not the instant stuff, the other stuff. With some device, with the filters, that whole thing. And then on Friday, another box from Shlemy Cohen, uh, Shlemy Klein from uh, Crown Heights, the same exact thing, even more coffee, the same with the two things, with the filters. Kitzer, we have so much coffee. And today, from Yisrael Goldstein, this was not that bad, six and a half dollars of postage. Okay, now you understand, now you'll understand why he sent this. I love Cafe Bustelo. Guess who's going to be wearing this? Yeshua. <laughs> All right, so we have that. Rabbi, I just want to tell you this very interesting email. Oh, I'm very, I'm very excited to see Lazi here. There's a big, big thing for Lazi to come. Even though the pizza is about to show up, he came to the shear. That is huge. For Lazi, that's huge. This is from David Handler. This is a controversial email. I was thinking whether to say it or not, but it's a good email. Dear Rebelli, I can't begin to tell you how much I enjoy learning the daf with you. Your illustrations are very helpful in giving a very clear understanding of otherwise complicated sugyas. Your humor is always fun and keeps the session awake and attentive. Your demeanor is always pleasant even when you are criticized. I hope that you will not be offended by what I'm about to say. <laughs> this is a nice example. My demeanor is even when I'm criticized. I'm a usually very critical person, but lately as I get older I've improved a bit. And, but I was able, Baruch Hashem, to undo that. And manage to keep my criticism to myself. This week we, we will read Shlach Lecha in Eretz Yisrael. So this is, this is from last week. 
So what I tell you, maybe consider the Dvar Torah. You jokingly said that the refrigerator that you bought, the refrigerator that we bought for the Merkaz Dafiyoimi, didn't come with an ice maker uh, that it cost an additional sum. No, we did get one with the ice maker, and it cost us $500. That's what I said. That in the States, one could buy an entire refrigerator with. While this is probably true, it's forbidden to say anything bad about Israel. This is halacha. The Miraglim did that, and all of Israel had to spend the next 40 years in the desert. I know that you certainly didn't mean to say something derogatory about Israel, just to make a joke. I see it this way. Now you can get everything in Israel, even an ice maker. Once upon a time, not that long ago, you couldn't get everything you wanted. Now, Baruch Hashem, you can. I'm telling you this because I love you and know that you would not want to sin, respectfully. David Handler. So initially when I first saw this, I was thinking to myself, wait a minute. What? So I had this thing, when I first saw it, like, the refrigerator is made in China, and they decided to charge whatever taxes, some guy decided to charge taxes here on a Chinese made, it has nothing to do with Israel. What? Nothing to do with Israel. Nothing to do with That's what I thought. But the more I looked into it, he might have a good solid point because it's causing other people to think maybe it's not a good idea to make Aliyah, maybe it's, you know, not because that it, typically you would think that it has to be something that's grown from Eretz Yisrael, it's here, but at the end of the day, he might have a good point. Initially, I just brushed it off, like, okay, Tzioni versus not Tzioni, this, that, but he might have a good Nakuda, so I'm going to, I'll take the Moser, I'll take the Moser. What? Uh, you also, you're, I don't know, okay. Fine. It's a point. Zog to Hele Gemara. We are holding Daf. Today's Daf Kuvav. My computer's dead? Yours is dead. Rabbi Sai, today's Shear is also sponsored. Leaving Mishima's Gary's computer that went. Hamaki Menachem Eschem. Your Akish Baruch should give you back. Kefak of your, your, you should, your loss should be nothing. It should be instead of other other losses and Bezer Hashem. Oh, and this is not a hint for some guy from South Africa to go buy Gary a computer. Chas <laughs> This is not a thing. Oh, get over here, Mendy. Get over here right now. Right over there or right over here. Yeah, yes, no? Okay, fine. Now we can learn. Rabbi Isai. So we're holding four lines from the bottom. They were great. They worshipped Hashem as long as Yeshua was alive. And all the elders had Arichus Yomim, Achrei Yeshua. The problem is, we just finished saying on Friday that they didn't respect Yeshua. They didn't give him the proper covet he deserved, the 30 days of a hespit. And if you do so, what happens? He's worthy of burying him alive. And over here it says that, Mr. In other words, they had good, fulfilling lives, but they weren't extended years. So the years that they lived were good, but they didn't get that arichos. We say it in Shema. So what does it mean? Also, you want to tell me good years, not lengthy years? Oh, I see a Mordecai Gast. I'm not going to, should I embarrass him? A.W. Shalom Aleichem A.W. Ravam Willig. Ah, it's a good, good. Gives me chizik to see you, Sadik. All right. No. When we say that means good years and long years. When it's coming to attack the Skanim, the Skanim that didn't respect Yeshua, they actually didn't get Arichas Yomim. If a brother dies, they should be fearful of death. It's a bad sign. And if one of the guys from the Chabura dies, it's a bad sign. However, they explain. It's not that anybody in the Chabura, it means Dafka, either the greatest one, that's where the Tzara starts from, or the opposite, it's from the youngest or the smallest one, 
And that's where the Tzara starts from. Says the Gemara, V'chol amikhalkalim p'turim. Said in the Mishnah that anytime you're destructive, you break something, you're potter on Shabbos. Potter avalos. Tani rebavau kamed rebi yoichanon. So Rebavau was saying this in front of Rebbe Yochanan, Kol amekalkalim peturim chutz mechoivalu mavir. I remember hearing once that, I think it was Rebavau Mishua, or one of the briskers, somebody came to visit him, and he wanted his, hear, his son to hear the Divrit Torah, and the guy started saying something a little crumb. So he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he tells his kid, get out, get out. I don't want you to hear these kind of things. This is not for you to hear. It's like Tomei. Like, it was in learning, but it was a little off. It was a little crumb. Don't, don't. So over here he says, Rebbebo says, Every one of the malachas that you're mechalkal, you ruin, you, you destroy, you're destructive, you're potter. Besides, choival, wounding somebody. Or a fire. Mavir. Omalei puk. Tenei levara, go outside. These kind of things are not in here. You're not saying the proper thing. What you're saying is not accurate. Arois. Choivalu mavir, huh? No. Tuktani levara, outside, outside. So you have to know what the context is. It says outside. Poktani levara, go outside. Choival, it's good. You can darshan, continue darshan, but not here. Choivalu mavir, eno mishnah. It's not said anywhere what you're saying. Now, Pintim Salaim Mishnah, and if you might have heard something, maybe you heard something in a different context, you were drawing blood to feed your dog. So it's a, it's a, it's a constructive thing. I was actually in the middle of doing a uh, chart tonight, but I, I had to stop short because of the shear. This is all I got. I wanted to do something. This is for later on. But here, Mavir. He's being destructive. He's, he's, uh, he's doing a negative thing. He's burning wood. But he needs this. This is positive. So step one is this, negative, And then you have a positive afterwards over here. He needs the ashes. Ask the Gemara Rebavo, according to Rashi. All of a sudden, Akasha. Rebavo says, all the, all the 39 Malachis, Mikalka Potter, besides two. How could Rebavo say such a thing? How does it fit into our Mishnah? Period. There's no, there's no chutz in our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, meaning every single one, every last one, even chayvel mavir. So this is the line. This is it for tonight. If we understand this line, we're good to go. Masnisin Rabbi Yehuda, Braiso Rabbi Shimon. End the story. What does that mean? So Rashi goes on, I'll tell you nicely, you have to, it's a little, little bit of a knech here. Rashi says, I don't know where, where he got this from. Where's, where's the machlaik between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon? And I started shaking like a leaf when I started reading this. Because it comes out here that finally Rabbi Shimon is the Khumra. But Rashi sticks in, but maybe not. He is, but he's not. So then I, I calm down. And Rashi comes up with a big chiddush here. He says that we're going back to the machlaikis of melacha she'in tzrich legufa. And we're tying it in to mekalkal. That is, melacha she'in tzrich legufa. Again, what does that mean? That in order to be chayiv on Shabbos, according to Rib Shimon, you have to do something that's a positive, that's constructive. And if you do a negative, you have a mace in your house, and you just want to get out, you want to get the smell out, you want him gone, it's not positive, you're just coming up with a solution to a problem that you had. Yeah? You have a problem, there's a smell, you push him out the door. You don't want that malacha, you don't want him to outside, you just don't want him inside. That's not malacha sh'tzrich l'gufa. So, uh, yeah, so malacha sh'tzrich l'gufa, according to Rabbi Shimon, is potter. Now, Rab Shimon holds, says Rashi, that every melacha, even if afterwards there's a positive, this is where I was trying to go with this, this chart, but this is where I got stuck. I was only able to accomplish step one, or 
I couldn't put any words or anything. I didn't have time. There's a negative. It's a malacha shein tzrich gufa. Do you want to burn the wood? No. What do you want? You want step two. Hey, step two is too late. We look at step one only, says Rabbi Shimon. Step one, malacha shein tzrich gufa. At this point, you didn't want it. You don't need it. So you potter. Ay, tomorrow, something good came out of it. You, you have ashes? That's tomorrow. I don't care about step two. I care about step one. Mimela, let's say I injure a dog, I, I injure an animal to draw blood, and I need the blood for tomorrow to feed my dog. That's Malach Hashem Tzrich Lagufa, your potter, according to Herb Shimon. When I'm drawing the blood, that's not a Malach that I want. What I want is the outcome, that's step two, which is to feed my dog. But I'm creating a Chabura, I'm, I'm being... I'm, Destroying my, whatever animal I'm drawing the blood from, that's a Malach Shein Tzrich Lagufa. Rabbi Yudha says, no. So Mela, so let's take Rabbi Shimon. So says the Gemara, this Bryson that we just learned, that all the Mekalkalim are potter besides two, that goes according to Rabbi Shimon. Because Rabbi Shimon holds that all the Mekalkalim are potter. All Malach Shein Tzrich Lagufa is potter. But in this specific case of Choyvel and Mavir, he holds that it's Yochayev. But only in these two cases. Rabbi Huda, who holds Malach Hashem Tzvich Legufa, Chayev, if you have a Malacha, that's step one, is negative. But since there's a step two that's positive, Yochayev, so, male, if I want to feed it to my dog, you're chayev. So, it doesn't fit in with what we're saying. Now, he holds, Rebuda holds, all our Mishnah, we just said, call a mekalkalim pturim. All mekalkalim are potter. Every single one is potter. Why? Because if it's just a negative, you're potter. If there's an outcome of a positive, then you're chayev, according to Rebuda. So, it's, it, there's, a, there's a blanket statement. All mekalkalim are potter, according to Rebuda. And all Malachi Gufa are chayev according to Rebuda. Because all Malachi Shinsvich if there's a positive after the negative, then you are chayev. Yeah? A little bit hard? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for the ashes. I don't care where your machshav is. I, I want the ashes. But right now, I'm doing a negative. I'm burning wood. I'm burning wood, says Rav Shemir Potter. Says the Gemara, look inside. Masnisin Rabbi Yehuda. The Mishnah that says, Kol HaMekalkalim Pturim, every single one, goes according to Rabbi Yehuda. Braisa, the Braisa that says that every single one minus two, Choyvel HaMavar, are not included, that goes according to Rabbi Shimon. Should we repeat it? So Nachamal. So we'll say Nachamal quickly. Rabbi Shimon holds that even if you start off the malacha with a negative, and then you're going to get to a positive, he says you still potter because you started as a negative. It wasn't a constructive malacha as you started off will come out that if, I'm, if I am burning something, this case, I'm burning something because I want to get to here to a positive, according to Rabbi Shimon, you're potter. But the Mishnah says you're chayev. The Bryson, sorry, says you're chayev in this case. Two cases, this case and chayvel. Drawing blood to feed it to your dog. Chayev. Why? Special halacha, says Rabbi Shimon, as we're going to see in a second. He has a limud. But Rabbi Yehuda who holds If I start off as a negative and I get to a positive eventually, I'm always chayiv. So, so this case of feeding to the dog is not special. This case of coming up with ashes is not special. Every single malacha that ends up with a positive, you're chayiv according to, to, to Rabbi Yehuda. It's nothing to do with chayvel and mavir. Every single malacha in, of the Lamites Malachas, if you start off as a negative and end up as a positive, according to Rabbi Yudha, Yechayev. So it's not a special thing that the Brisa says. The Brisa only makes sense according to Rabbi Shimon. El, Makalkalim, are potter, even if they end up with a positive, 
besides these two called Choyvel and Mavir. So the Mishnah that says, Kol HaMekalkalin, Pturim, a blanket statement, and it doesn't include Choyvel and Mavir, must be going according to Rabbi Yehuda. The Brisa that says that there's two that are not included, must be going according to Rabbi Shimon. Now, my time is the Rabbi Shimon. Why does Rabbi Shimon say that Choyvel and Mavir are different than all the Lamentas Malachas? Very good. Why does the Torah have to say? Why does the Torah, and by the way, I just want to point something out. That if we're saying that our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Yehuda, we have a little bit of a problem because on Friday we said that the beginning of the Mishnah goes according to Rabbi Shimon. That's a big no-no to say that the beginning of the Mishnah, the famous Machlegs of Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, half the Mishnah goes like Rabbi Yehuda, the bottom half like we're talking about in the first... Rashi addresses that and he says that's we have to we're forced to say that. My time If the Torah tells me that I'm allowed to do a Mila on Shabbos, it means because typically you're not allowed to do a Mila on Shabbos. Typically you're not allowed to be Choyvel. Yeah, there's no Durabonan in the Torah. There's no such thing as, oh, Potavil Asr. That, that, that doesn't exist. So, Midaraisai should be allowed to t- wound somebody. But from the fact that the Torah tells you, hey, by the way, you're allowed to do a mila and cut a baby for a mila, that means that if, I, if the Torah didn't tell me that, it would be awesome for me to cut him. Because Choyvel is awesome. So, that's one malacha. Choyvel is awesome. If a baskoyin is mizano, we give her some lead to drink, hot lead, which is sreifa. And the Torah says you cannot do that on Shabbos. Shema minah, ma'avir ba'alma, chayov. You're not allowed to do it because typically you're not allowed to burn on Shabbos. It's, it's a reverse kind of drasha, but they both come to say the same thing. So we have sreifa and chayvel. Ma'avir and chayvel. Rabbi Yudah. Yeah, what? Who says it is? Why? But why would the Torah tell you that? Why does the Torah go out of the way? The opposite. Well, you're, you're just helping. If it's true, you're saying you're helping. Why does the Torah go out of the way and say, Milo is mutter? Why? I don't need you. Because typically you can't do it. Adarab, you're just helping the case. So Rebbe is going to say, listen, I'm making the Jew, I'm making this kid Jewish. It's a tikkun. And that's why you're chayv. Anything that ends up, starts off bad, it's a nice cut, but it ends up, he becomes Jewish from that. So it's a negative, it starts off negative, ends up positive. Rebbe the holds, that's chayv. That's a malacha. What's the difference if I make a person from oral to a Jew? Just like in the Mishkan, the Mishkan, they cooked up Samanim for the dye. So you too, you're cooking up the lead to kill her. So it's, it's, a, it's a tikkun. It's a positive to, to get to what I need to do. We said, remember the, the gang sign? Two of these. This is kesit. Two of these. Now, that's the shear for malabin, for, for spinning, for, for untangling. The shear. Why do I have to go like this twice? Go like this. It's the same exact shear. This is the shear. This is also, by the way, part of Nachman. If you looked at the video, you'll see. This is a nun. Nun, ches, kitzer, whatever. Kitzer is mechavin. Like this, or two times this, basically it's the same shear. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah Oimer, Hatzod Tzipor Lemigdal. If you want to trap a bird, the only way you're chayiv, according to Rabbi Yudah, is if you trap him in a closet, a small little closet. Utzvi Labayis, chayiv. According to Rabbi Yudah, the only way you're trapping a deer is if you get him into a, a really small area like a house. In those days, a house is not like a 5,000 square foot home. We're talking about a dalad al dalad usually, whatever their houses were, very small houses. 
So Chacham agree. Yes, you're right. It's, when it comes to a bird, the only way it's considered trapped is when it's... Oh, we missed a good song, by the way. Ah, I have it marked here, but we, it's, we missed it, we missed it. We missed the song in Masech Shabbos. It's terrible, terrible. Rashi, on the bottom. Okay, next time around. Somebody remind me, in eight years from now. Utsvi legino lechotzer ulebevarin. Serabanon, sechachamim. Wait a minute. You don't need a trap. In order to be a trap, you don't need them in a small little room like a house. It could be in a nice enclosure, a nice size enclosure. In your yard, in your garden, which is a chiddush, right? How are you going to catch? I want to see you catch a deer in your yard. So we see from the Gemara that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is going on Chachamim. He's explaining Chachamim. He argues with you to explain Chachamim. Wait a minute. It's not. Uh, uh, some people have an acre enclosure. Some people have 100 feet. If you live in Brooklyn, you have two feet, like a little strip of. Gl- gr- everybody has different. So Zaklal, Loikal Abevarim Shavim, Zaklal Mechusr Tzeda Potter. Shayna Mechusr Tzeda Chayim. If you could just go over to him and catch him, great. But if you can't, you can't. Yishkoyach Rebbe Naftali. For for the sponsorship. I, I forgot to tell you Yishkoyach. I read your email, I didn't say Yishkoyach. Tnan Osam, Ein Sodin Dogim in Abevarim Beyontev. So Abevarim is, I guess, uh, one of these words that. What? Yeah, yeah. So, Bevarim could fit for fish also. It's not just an enclosure of something. It's a pond for fish. So on Yantav, the halacha is, anything that you could do before Yantav, you're not allowed to do on Yantav. The reason why we cook on Yantav is because it's not as fresh. But you, you can't trap a fish on Yantav because you could trap it before Yantav and just put it in a bowl of water, let it swim around, and on Yantav you take it out. You have no business trapping fish on Yantav. So therefore, since you're not allowed to trap a fish on Yantiv, so this fish is mukta. If a fish is mukta, you can't feed it. You can't do, you can't go out of your way, trouble yourself for something that's mukta. But these animals that are already captured, they're already in your possession, they're already in the bevarim, it's already in the bevar. So what does it tell me? You shouldn't be able to capture an animal on Yantiv. Because you can do it, Erev Yantiv. But it says, because it's already in your enclosure. So if it's in your enclosure, it's mutter. And therefore, since it's mutter, they're not muktzav, they're not muktzav. But the problem is, we have a contradiction. It says, You're not going to go over to it on Yantiv, even though it's in your enclosure. The first one says, if it's in an enclosure, you can walk over there and grab it. And here it says, Mefurish, you cannot walk over it and grab a, a deer on Yantif. Which one is it? Could you grab it? You can't. So we have two problems here. We have a problem with the Chayo and we have the problem with the Aif. The first one also says, You could grab a bird, you could grab a deer. And the second one says, You cannot grab a bird and you can't grab a deer. So, Kasha Chaya. Chayo, Kasha Oif is Oif. So when we're talking about a chayod, we have a machloikis in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says, he limits it. He's machmer. He says, in order to, to be over on tzedah, it has to be in a house. And Chacham say, no. The top, top line in this page, lebevarim. Chacham say, in, to be over on tzedah, even on bevarim. Dear machmer, they say anything. Right? The top line, where are you? I can't even see it anymore. Let's see what Merkavati could do. Go to the top line. Top, top. Yeah, there you go. Ule bevarim, you see? That's Chachamim. Chachamim say that trapping a deer is utzvi, the first word on the page. Utzvi, legilu ule bevarim. Okay, so we have, so what is this? This is an answer that tells me we don't like such answers, but they're okay when we don't have a choice, and that is Machlaikas. The Brysa that says that you're over by trapping in a bevar that goes according to Chachamim, 
according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're not over. Great. Later on, we're going to see that perhaps we can get away from this machlokes and say it goes according to everybody. I have a good terrace also for oifes, maybe. If the place has a roof, so he's kind of trapped, this bird. has nowhere to go. So I'll make such a distinction. Bryce is the Bryce, the one that says you're allowed to grab it because it's already trapped. There's already a roof, so he's trapped. I had a, a couple times, a week ago, right? Lazi, a week ago, we had a bird in our stair, stairwell. Go catch a bird, and that's a big, flimsy pigeon that doesn't really know how to get out of stuff. You couldn't catch him. Maybe, yeah, but it's like going up and down and flying, banging itself in the walls. And that's Makura, and that's a bird. We'll see. Vabayis Makura, says the Gemara, that can't be. Vabayis, the Makura, who, what about a house? Every house has a roof. That's the basics of a house. What does it say in the mission? There is no machlegs when it comes to a bird. The only way you trap a bird on Shabbos, you get him into a closet. That's it. It says migdol. Migdol is a closet. Meaning, if you trap a bird in your house, if a bird comes into your living room, you close the door, you're not over on Seda, according to everybody in our Mishnah. Because it's not a closet. So what are you telling me in Afghanistan? Oh, it has a roof. Not only is it a house, it's a football stadium with a roof. Oh, that's trapped. Go catch it. How are you going to catch it? It's, a, it's, a, it's an enclosed area. I don't know how... It's massive. It could be, a baver could be huge. It's not a house. What did you say? I, no, the island doesn't hear me? They hear me. You, something happened to you. Now your phone is broken. Oh, we're good. Okay. Random phone. What? Yari left. He has better things to do. But he's listening to us. I think he's jogging. I think he's jogging. <laughs> we gave him that phone. It was like one of the most expensive uh, galaxies, and we gave it to him by the, by the seum. So he says he knows it's refurbished. Shkoyach. hocha. In Hebrew, a drawer is this guy right over here. Very common in, in all over the world. Even on this. If you look closely, you'll see that he actually took out a piece from the box. It's very hush of how it happened. He took out a little piece. But I have experience with that bird. And others say it's this bird, a swallow, which is also common even in Mabachemish. If you want to know what it looks like, it's those birds that don't have a rhyme and a reason when they fly. They keep on going. Like if you try to follow it, you won't be able to follow it for more than a, a second and a half. You know what I'm talking about? Those black birds that try to catch insects. They fly over water. They go under bridges. They have them in Ramah also. The point is, if you try to catch a bird like that, says the Gemara, the fish ate him cabellus moros. It won't take any, any commands from humans. The tone is very small. Why is its name? It could come into your house, you'll never be able to catch it. And when we were kids in Tifrach, in the Shivitana Tifrach, so they had these birds coming in there, and we tried to catch them. Impossible. You throw things at it, it's impossible. Now, the only thing you could do is you could tire it out. If you, if you chase it for like an hour and it doesn't drink or eat, then it just plops down to the ground. And that, by the way, I'm, I'm saying it because that's Tzedah. As we're going to see soon, if you chase an animal to the point where it just gets so tired that it plops down, the Gemara here says that it's considered tzedah. Yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed, like you're driving down the street, <clears throat> one of these drawers is on the street, it takes a look at you, and then just continues eating. And then it knows when to fly away. Like, they're impossible to catch. And the Gemara says they could go in and out. They, they actually, I see them going to people's houses all the time. They go in, catch some food from the kitchen, leave. They have no problem. So a bird like that, says the Gemara, that's what our mission is talking about. That's why the mission says the only way you can catch a bird like that, consider catching it, is in a small closet. But a regular bird, let's say a pigeon or whatever, a different bird, that you could catch it even in a larger area. So then there's enough kamina between whether it has a rooftop or not. If it has a roof, then it's caught. Then, okay, so let's say in, it's in the stairwell, it's basically caught. You could do a couple moves and you'll get it. But if it, if it could get out, there's no rooftop, then 
That's the nafkamina between the brisa, the two, the two, the two brises. Says Gemara, Hashadah says, Lachi, but once you already said such a teret, Chaya Chaya Namilo Kashio. So I could, why, why say there's enough community between Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda? I'll just say everything goes according to Chachamim. Ha Bevever Godol, Ha Bevever Katan. You didn't tell me what size it is? Yeah. One said, one is talking about a smaller Bevar and therefore it's easier to catch. Chaya Van Seda. And you're talking about a larger one, it's your potter. What are we talking about? Ravachi. If I could just, in one run, try to grab it and I, I don't have to go back and forth, then that's considered catching it. That's considered Bever Kotan. Anything larger than that is a la, is a Bever Kotan. Says Gemara, another Pshat. Three Pshatim. Inami, when the shadows of the walls fall on top of each other. So what if I have a wall that's 400 feet tall? So, uh, so the shadow will fall. I mean, what's going on here? Says Tysus, the really small Tysus, he says, because in those days, every wall was the same height. You go to Home Depot, it's one height. You can't get more than eight feet. Whatever it was, everybody did the same thing, and therefore, you can make a shear based on the heights of the walls. Minami, another pshat, kolhecha deleke ukze ukze. There's nowhere for the animal to run away. There's no corners. Bever katan. That's considered small. Veidoch bever gadol. All right. Receiving aliyah mer. Tremendous chiddush I saw today. Maybe it's more nagia for tomorrow. So what about catching? I mean, this is nagia every day. What about a bee? A bee comes into your house, and you're worried it's going to sting you. You let it catch it. What about a mosquito? What about a fly? What about a snake? A snake that doesn't bite. A non-dangerous snake. Just making your wife nervous. Those cockroaches. Somebody actually called me up. If you could sleep an hour upstairs because there's a cockroach running around this house. His wife's not masking to sleep there. But Baruch Hashem, they were able to kill it before Shabbos. It was a grace and nice. What about these things? So there's major halachas. It's Mufurush and Mechaber, Mishabura. But a big chiddush that I saw today, it's more, I'm, I'm just so excited about it, even though it's more negative to tomorrow, is that a snake, the, the Bir Halacha says that by a snake, it's not even capturing it. Because that has nothing to do with capturing. Capturing is when I catch a deer because I want to eat it. That's what they did in the Beis English. They caught an animal. Here I'm catching an animal because I don't want it. It's the exact opposite of catching an animal. Yeah, it's catching. Of course it's catching. It's trapping. What? So is a bee. So is a scorpion. So is all these things. I don't want this snake. It's because I don't want the snake that I'm capturing that it's mutter. He doesn't say it. He says then it turns into a, he has a big steer in the Rambam. And this is how the, the, the Chafetz Chaim answers the steer. What? Right, but it's more than, it's like not even in the, it's not even the category of, of tzedah. I thought it was gewaldic. Okay. No, no, dangerous is a different story. Not dangerous. I don't want it, what? That's if it's dangerous. No, you know it's not poisonous. You're, the guy told you it's not dangerous, and you see it in the neighborhood all the time. It just happens to be in your living room. It's not so geschmack to eat the, your Shabbos food when this thing is, Wrapped around your daughter's leg. You know, it's not so gishmak. So you want to get rid of it. You let it trap it. So he says, that's, that's the chiddush of the, of the of bir halacha. Anyway, zok te gemari. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Oimer. Omer Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah, Omer Shmuel. Halacha ke Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Right? The top line here on the page. On the chasas page. Oi. Oi. Chatasi, Avisi. On the Omud. The top line on the Omud. Rabbi Shimon, on the... On the folio, uh, no, not chas v'shalom. Yeah. says a whole shtikol Torah in bever. What's a bever? What's not a bever? Says the Gemara that halacha is like Rav Shimon Gamliel. Who argues on him? So that's very interesting. What do you mean? Who argues on him? The Mishnah brings Amanda Omar. His name is Rabbi Yehuda. Who argues on him? So, yeah, there's a machlokes. The pshat is because Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is going in chachamim. So really, what Rabbi Shimon Gamliel should say, what, what the Gemara should say, is halacha ke chachamim. 
What are you telling me about Allah Rabbi Shimon Gamliel? And besides, Chachamim and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel are much, are much more than a Das Yachid. So, Abai considers that not even a Machlaikis. But I think the, the Nekuda is, L'chaira, it should say, Halacha Kechachamim, it would make a lot more sense. Omele, Maynav Kilachmina, what's the difference? Okay, so there are other people, there aren't other people. Omalei, Gemar, Gemar, Zmartatei. What I'm just learning with it for, for a song? I want to know what's going on. You try to capture a deer who's blind and sleep or sleeping. Chayav. We'll see in a second why. Chiger, there's a lot of pictures. I just remember that there's a Yoni picture of like a. Uh, a fox with a thermometer, I, I don't know, I couldn't find it today. But there's plenty of these pictures. An animal that's sick, handicapped animal, an old animal, a choyla, potter. What's the difference between the two lists? Blind and sleeping, What's the difference? Even, this is interesting, I don't know what it means exactly. A blind deer could get away from you. Maybe it doesn't mean 100% blind, like very, very weak eyesight. The Yashin, uh, a sleeping deer for sure could get away from you. As soon as he hears you, it's a whole, he could get away. But uh, you think that, uh, uh, okay, maybe not in a forest, more, more like an open field kind of thing. It will run. The kids are assuming it will run. I don't, like, but, but what? It runs as fast as it can and then it, it, gets, it hits a tree head on. It's like... All right. Ah, but we have a problem. But on the other hand, you tell me, Choyla is potter. Choyla cannot go anywhere. He has fever. He has corona. He's not going anywhere. But it says Choyla, it is considered trapping because he is going somewhere. He has fever. If he's sick because he's fatigued, he's tired, then... Then he can't get away. So what do you see from this? This is, the, this is the point I was saying before. If you tire out an animal to the point that he's of tzino, of tzino, he's fatigued, then you're over on tzedah. Because here's a guy that's of tzino, you can just walk over to him and grab him. So if you bring him to that, that matzav that he's so tired he can't get away, you're over on tzedah. Tan Rabbanon, Hatzad Chagavim, Gizin, Shaila here, if Gizin is a separate word than Chagavim, because Rashi says Gizin are kosher, they're not kosher, yes kosher, Bikitzer, it's some sort of grasshopper, some read it Chagizin, but grasshoppers that you could use. Tzuraim v'yatushim b'shabos, what about hornets? Yatushim b'shabos chayov, dirim meir. By the way, for a thousand points, who remembers in this Masechta what? You're doing Chazar, you should know this. It's not going to put you on the spot. Laibi, I'm not putting you on the spot, Laibi. Who remembers what you should do if a hornet bites you? It was in this Masechta. Huh? Uh, 2,000 points. 2,000 points. Going for the first time. Anybody on Zoom? Anybody? What do you do? The Gemara says, the whole Gemara. I think it was on the Samach Beis. Yeah, it might be completely off. Because yeah, I looked it up on Friday. So I don't remember anymore from Friday to now. It's not like I'm trying to guess the daf. Anyway, the Gemara over there says you take a fly. You put a fly on it. You're chatting? All right. What, over here? I should do chat. Uh, uh, uh. I see somebody talking about snow. Rub dirt on it. Avi Mandelbaum, rub dirt. Honey. Uh, no, they didn't get it. Okay. Wow, this chat is long. Oy vavoy. I was never zoichet to be on this. I, I don't think I want to be on I'm getting out of here quickly. Okay, next. Weiter. If it's normal to capture it, meaning because you need it, you have benefit from it, not, not like a fly that you, uh, that's a, also a discussion. Some, some people say even on a fly that's considered nitzoid, but let's just say that the 
the Pashup Shad is you're having benefit from it. Who traps hornets? Who needs to trap? It's not a thing. So Melo, your potter. The dew in the morning causes these grasshoppers to go blind. They don't know where they're going. So Melo, what? It's like Nitzoid Vaimed. It's readily available. You can just go and grab it. Potter, therefore, you are potter. Bishas Asharav, Asharav, you know, like here in Israel, we have Shrav. Chayav. If it's really, really hot, you're Chayav. Even though it tires them out a little bit, they're, they're, they're not 100%. Like we just had this year recently in Africa, you have swarms of them. So only just stick your hand out and grab Potter. Was he saying on the ratio where it says that when there's tal and they're blind, you're potter, in there he said, no, you're not potter, unless there's swarms of them. Or perhaps he was saying, in the shrav, when it's really hot, that you're chayiv, but in that case, if you have many of them, then you're potter. Which one was he saying? He's talking about the shrav. So that answers the question. You see, Mephorish in the Bryce, he's talking about the second case, is when it's really hot, you're chayev, but if you have many of them, and it's hot, then you're potter. Yeah, this is typical trapping. A deer walks into your house, you lock the door behind him, boof, you're chayev. You don't have to grab onto it, as long as now, he, he, now you have the, the opportunity to go grab him. Nalushnayim pturim. This is no different than two people carrying a small loaf of bread out the door. So over here, two people close the door. They're potter. Shnaim shasu. Lo yachal echad linov Like we had with the big giant loaf of bread. Remember Yoni's picture? You need two people to carry it. You need two people to carry it. So each one is chayim. So over here, since it's a very heavy door, I believe we even had this mission in there. It was a very heavy door. Uh, individual, one person by himself can't close the door. It was then, yeah, it's not again. So we did have it. So it was like Shariafo. I remember even saying this, like Shariafo, a, a massive door weighs tons. One person can't do it. So two people had to close the door. So now they're chayev because it's not shayim shasu. It's it, since it's needed. You need the second person. Each one is mishtatif in the malacha. The chayev, as we saw over there, he learns from sukim that you're if you try to capture a lion on Shabbos, a lion will run away. So, Baruch Hashem, we're going back to the safari. So when I was in the safari and I walked with the lions over there, we had three lions, we started off with three lions. First we walked in there and they set off explosions everywhere. I mean, what's this? Oh, because we're in the wide open jungle. We're not in a private uh, little enclosure. We're in the jungle. So we have to make sure that there aren't any other animals because the lions will go crazy. They'll try to, okay. So one explosion, half hour of explosions. Uh, okay, it's clear. Then we go and say, okay, these are the three lions. You ready? Here are three lions. All of a sudden, one lion gets up and just dashed out of there. He was gone. Shalom. He never came back. For the rest of the tour, for, for whatever hour that we were there, he decided he's gone. A lion, you can't control if you don't want to control. If he doesn't want you to control him, you're not going to be able to control him. But how could you control him? If you put him into a metal cage or something, then you can control him. That's the only way. So if you think, like that guy in Africa, he was holding on to the lion. It's <laughs> a joke, obviously. We know that. We don't need the Gemara, but you cannot just hold on to a lion. I guess you could hold on to a deer. I'm not sure. I, I think they're very strong also. But if he grabbed it probably by the horn, he probably wouldn't be able to get away. But a lion is not the same thing, obviously. And Mela, you need to put him in a gurziki, some sort of cage that's specific for lions. Yashav ha'echad, says the Mishnah. Final Mishnah for today. Yashav ha'echad ala Pesach v'loy milo. Ruvain sits in the doorway, but he doesn't fill out the whole door. So Mela, what? The, 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 the deer could run away. So Ruvain didn't accomplish anything by sitting by the doorway. So he wasn't over on trapping. So we pretend that the first guy is like a half a door. He's nothing. So the Shani is the guy, the second guy, Shimon, who sat down. He's the one that's Chayev. And only him. The first guy is not doing anything. 
What if Reuven sits down by the doorway and fills out the doorway? And then the second guy sits down right in front of him. No, I skipped something. That's where I am. He sat next to him. What happened? Here, I think this is the picture. I think it's this guy's. If it's not, we can just make it up for this guy. First guy sits, he's blocking the door. Comes the second guy, sits next to him, not doing anything much. The first guy gets up and walks away. Now, the second guy is the one protecting the doorway. But the second guy came after the first guy when the door is already protected. So what's the halacha? The halacha is the second guy is not chayv at all. Why? Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah. I'll give you an example. You have a deer that's already caught. He's already in your house. He's already tied up to the wall, let's say. He's already tied. And then you go, then you go and you lock the door. Locking the door is nothing. The, the, the deer is already tied to the wall. He's not going anywhere. So who cares? You could slam the door. This way, even if the door is open, he's not going anywhere. So by you closing the door, it didn't do anything. Now that the, the deer got undone from this, this rope that he's locked to the, to the wall, does it make a difference? You don't have to go and open the door because when you close the door, you are no and seda. So then 10 minutes later, the deer was able to finagle his way out of the rope. Doesn't make you chayv on the fact that you locked the door 10 minutes ago. And you don't, the door can remain locked. So here too, says the Mishnah. Reuven sat down, he locked the, the, the deer in. Comes Shimon, he does a double lock. He sits behind him. He did zero. The fact that Reuven got up and walked away, he's just standing there. He's not, he's not actively making a tzedah. He was there 10 minutes ago. Memela, he's completely potter. But boys, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Tomorrow at 7.15 as usual. We'll see. I can't guarantee that we're going to do the whole daft tomorrow. It looks like a nice long one.